Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, welcome in. Three dudes with a view, Thursday edition. This is our last show of the week. Uh, we will be back on Monday morning tomorrow, this time this station, Jim Ross with Inside Middle Tennessee. It'll be a great show. Uh, we've had a rollicking week here. Man, we've got something, though, really special today. Uh, my name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still driving that bus, or he may be walking in the door right now. I'm right here, Del. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, bus route complete. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody out there. All right. Now, we have got some very special guests here, and uh, I want to start with some young students at Mount Pleasant Middle School. They are members of the Mount Pleasant Middle School robotics team. Uh, the team is, uh, they have a coach, uh this is Aubrey Bryant, and they're just like any other uh, team, like football or whatever. They uh, they practice, they hone their craft, they build their robots, and then they enter competitions. Uh, this team that we presently have with us today from Mount Pleasant Middle School has qualified for the state championships in March. So that's that's a big deal, folks. And let, let's let's go around the room and, and introduce people. I'm going to start out here. Uh, if those of you, are, of you who are watching, uh, you can you can watch us either on our own webpage or on Twitter. I believe is that right, Coach? We're, we're we're live on Twitter and we're live on our own webpage. Okay, so if you want to watch us, it's the the Twitter account is Kennedy Broadcasting or it's at WKRM. No, at WKOM WKRM. Uh, you can watch us live or you can watch us you can watch us later today on Twitter at that account. It'll be archived there. All right, let's start out over to my far right. Uh, that is Max White. Good morning, Max. How you doing, man? Good. And you are a seventh grader at Mount Pleasant Middle School, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And your parents are Josh and Megan White. Yeah. How do you like Mount Pleasant Middle? I like it a lot. All right. And then next, Tolan, Tolan and two. Good morning, Tolan. Good morning. All right. And you're a sixth grader, right? Yep. All right. And your mother is Brittany Graham, correct? Yep. Okay. And then next, Jet Johnson. Jet, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? And you're a seventh grader, right? Yes, sir. And I'm doing well, thank you. And your parents are Darla Holcomb and Chris Johnson, correct? That's correct. All right, guys. Welcome. And and their coach for the Mount Pleasant Middle School Robotics team is Miss Aubrey Bryant. Uh, Audrey Bryant. That's right. right. Thank you. <laughs> glad, Thanks for having us. We're glad to be here. Glad to have you. Glad, okay, I want to learn all about this. Miss York, we could talk about the, you know, Democrats trying to gaslight um, 
old folks into thinking that uh, Republicans are going to take away their Social Security and their Medicare. But, you know, that's... Yeah, but when you print a document saying that, Delk, it makes it kind of true, doesn't it? I think they took a vote on the House floor the other night. Yeah, they still... they, they, Biden got them to vote on the House floor that that wasn't going to happen. So yeah. that's a good thing. But I think more important is listen to these young people, see what they have accomplished in their short years of life of dealing with robotics, something that's going to be very prevalent in the future of the world. Uh, Mr. York, you and I are in total agreement, and uh, I, I've been sitting with these guys for about 10 or 15 minutes now, and and uh, they got smiles on their faces. They're loving what they do. They're they're good guys, uh, and um, let's, let's try to figure out what they got. I mean, uh, Audrey, tell us what's going on here. They, they, they've got a... And now, fellas, hold that... Hold that robot sort of up in front of the camera there so we can really see it. Well. Yeah, so these guys have been working on this robot um, since about the middle of September, and they've taken it to several competitions. Uh, in between competitions, obviously, they um, continue with the design process, make improvements, uh, make adjustments. Um, but each year, the VEX IQ uh, League puts out a new game, and this year's game is called Slapshot. So what this robot has to be able to do is maneuver around on a six foot by eight foot field uh, to several different dispensers. I believe they've got some of those over there for you to see yeah. as well. Hold up a dispenser, guy. Yeah, so each of these dispensers that are on the field, these are three of them, uh, but each of the dispensers uh, operates with a different mechanism that releases discs. All right, so let's, they're, let's see a disc. Now, these discs are about the size of hockey pucks, folks. Yep. And they're orange and they're made out. Here, hold up in front. Yeah, hold Yeah, they're the plastic, but they yeah. fit into <laughs> these plastic. dispensers and and they have to be released by the robot. Um, so once they're released onto the field floor, the robot then has to collect them and manipulate them uh, in some way, whether they push them or shoot them under a bar into scoring zones. So uh, they can't score any points until they get the disc out of the dispensers. So that's uh, objective number one. So, so the robot's got to get up next to the dispenser. Now hold that up there, please. Uh, jet, yeah, got to get up next to the dispenser and knock it or something and make those discs go out. Right. So tell them, guys, a little bit about how each of the dispensers works. Mac, Max, tell them about that purple dispenser there. That's been a tricky one for them. So this purple dispenser only will spin one way. And so you have to spin it counterclockwise to empty the discs out of it. But if you're too slow, it will take way too long. So then you have to, like, make some make it faster by gear ratios oh wow and, and your robot will spin that and i guess let me try to describe i'm not sure i can describe what we're looking at here but it's a you know it's about a foot tall um and it's got a wheel on the side and as the wheel is spun uh it it drives a gear which will let loose these orange discs so guys am i correct that um You've got to get your robot to go up there and spin that wheel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I'll and tell you one challenge that uh, that they have also is that they're limited to six motors. 
And so they've got to create a robot that can complete all of these tasks, um, but they've got to manage their motors and their space. Um, the robot can't be bigger than 11 by 19 inches, uh, and it can't exceed 15 inches in height. And then they've okay, got and those that motor looks like limitations. You about hit the limit on all scores there. Uh, We're a little smaller than most. They got a little room. You got your little your little smaller max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's small, folks. It's I don't. I don't know how to describe it. It's not as big as a vacuum cleaner. Um, <laughs> it's got a lot of gears, wheels, all sorts of things. Now, uh, Max, can can that thing travel? Can your robot, not the dispenser, can your can your robot travel around? Does it have wheels? Mm-hmm. There it goes. Somebody's driving it. There we go. Oh, you, Max, you've got the controller, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So there it goes. Um, what what powers it, Max? We have a battery on the back that's connected to our brain, which controls all of our motors and actions. Okay. And Tolan, if how would your robot spin the wheel on that uh, dispenser? So we have a motor right here that spins these gear ratios. So we have speed, and it goes up to the wheel and just starts to spin it. Okay, and I'm seeing it on the robot. I'm seeing an orange wheel. There we go. If you want to look on, yeah, again. Then it goes into yeah. our intake, which yeah, is our, it goes into our shooter holder. So then we could go to the bar and shoot them under the bar. Okay, and I guess the winner is the one who shoots the most under the bar. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so you can score points simply by releasing the disc. So they do get some credit for the disc hitting the floor, um, being released from the dispensers. Um, But what's interesting about VEX is that they really focus on the teamwork aspect. So every match that they're in, they are paired with an alliance partner. So they actually work together on the field with a second robot to score as many points as they can. And through those matches uh, throughout the tournament day, they are ranked uh, at the end and placed for finals matches. Um, there's only one area of the tournament where they're the only robot on the field, and they could tell you more about that. That's the skills uh, runs that they do. Okay. What what happens in the skills runs, guys? So the skills runs, there are two types of uh, skills. There are driver skills and programming skills. Uh, the first one, driver skills, is where you take your robot and you play with you your first and second driver on a field alone. You try to score as many points as you can just driving your robot around, and they take that score and they add it to your skills total. And the other programming skills is where you take your robot, you do not <clears throat> use the controller to drive it, you have, you take your brain and you have a program that you can code on a computer and you can link it to your brain. And that program... And the brain is on the robot, right? Yes. yes. Okay. In the back. With all the cords connected to it. And once you get that program in your brain, you can hit it, and that program will tell the robot like where to drive and to use a dispenser um, mechanism or something like that. Now, that, that dispenser with the wheel, you actually got the robot to, uh, to load the disc, the orange disc, directly into your robot, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. yes, then yeah. when we go up to the bar, we'll go. Okay. There you and go. We'll shoot them out. And the, so the robot is shooting out these orange discs, folks. That's what that's about. Uh, and now, what if the dispenser just throws them out on the floor? 
Well, we've built this so that all the discs will fall in no matter what. Yeah, but for the blue and the yellow dispensers, they are just let onto the floor. And we try to push in the blue, some of the blue and yellow just to get a couple of extra points. Because we can't, right now with this robot, we cannot collect the, the blue and the <clears throat> yellow into our disc thing. So but we can collect You can't them. just pick up a disc that's been dumped out on the floor. No, no sir. No. Right, okay. so they are currently working on some upgrades to their robot for state tournament. Um, I know that they've got some plans for a double shooter, and uh, so they're they're continuing through that design process. And that's be- what's been really cool to see them problem solve and to work out all of the little nuances of the shooter and getting it to work just right. Um, it's a it's a constant design process for them. So they're truly engineers. Cool, <laughs> cool. All right. Well, now. Uh, uh, Jet, what? How are you going to get it to to uh, pick up a disc just off the floor that that are not obtained directly from the dispensers? For our new robot, we're working on. Will it be a new robot, or just, or will this one be improved? It'd just uh, be like improvements, probably. Yeah, for our improvements, we might add like a ramp or something to, and move this. This is for the blue dispenser. If you could show it right quick, Max, how the blue one works. Yes. So this, you get it from the side here, and once you hit it, all the discs fall out of it, which that puts it over the robot. But we're thinking of making a blue that can go around it, he, around, and we're, our robot will be here. It comes around, hits it, and then dumps it There'll into There will be robot. a ramp here, and it rolls right into our shooter and take... Like, we'll pull it down from the front. Okay, Tola, I got you. Yeah, so they're and focusing that- on... Uh, trying to collect the disc before they hit the floor so that you, you you're not, are you planning improvements to collect the disc after they've hit the floor or just to try to not have them hit the floor just not have them hit the floor like while we are getting the um blue they fall into our holder because we'll pull from the top and not the back okay well, now, so what happens now with that dispenser? Those, with your present robot design, those, those just fall into the floor, right? Mm-hmm. And can you yeah. pick them up? No, we can't pick them up, but we can like push them under. Okay. With our front. And how does that work out for you, uh, Max? Well, we have these like guards in the front to protect our wheels, and they usually catch about two to three discs when we go straight. And so then we push them under the two-point zone. All right. Well, y'all, this is fascinating, and I, I hope we can make it work for radio here. We're trying. And, uh, again, you can tune in on uh, our website or uh, the Kennedy Broadcasting at WKOM, WKRM on Twitter, and we're on a live video feed there. And you can see what these guys are talking about. Fascinating. Uh, great young men from Mount Pleasant Middle School with their coach. Let's take a break and come back. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy.
right, we are back. Three dudes with a view. <clears throat> My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? <clears throat> I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Clayton. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. I'm so thrilled about the robotics team being here. I'm one of the sponsors for the Mount Pleasant robotics team, which I think is one of the greatest things Murray County offers. All right. Shameless plug. Uh, Yes. What's the name of your company? Uh, Well, Nashville Realty Group. Nashville Realty. As a realtor, yes. And and I'm sure they could always use more sponsors. Audrey probably will talk about that. uh, Sure. We're very grateful for your support, Ms. Matthews. Oh, you're welcome. I'm I'm so proud of this. How many robotics teams are there in Murray County? You know, I'm not sure. I, I know that we have uh, several schools in Murray County that are utilizing robotics in their classrooms. Um, I believe, though, that we might be the only competition teams uh, outside of um, teams at maybe some of the private schools. Um, so we uh, we hope to see that number grow. You know, this year we have hosted two uh, official tournaments at Mount Pleasant Middle School, which is what Miss Matthews helped to sponsor those events. Uh, we held the Hero Clash in October uh, and we held Challenge at the Mount in January. So there's plenty of opportunity for our local teams to get out and compete um just you know with our school hosting so we sure hope to see that number increase and we'd be glad to help anybody get started there you go well, I'm, I'm just shocked at how hard these kids work because this is like after school and on saturdays it's not like it takes up during regular school hours i mean these kids are putting in a lot of extra hours to be on this team that's right it's so impressive yeah yes. as, as and you too coach you too. <laughs> thank you as mr kennedy mentioned i mean they're just like any other competitive team you know uh, yes. i remind people they're not a club they're a team they have goals um they have tournaments they have competitions and and they work to prepare for those just as any athlete would or uh, just as any thespian would on on stage you know so they right. are they're working hard i'm proud of them Well, I know that a lot of the tournaments are, like, way out of town, and so you have the travel time, and the tournament goes on 10 hours a day. That's right. They are full-day events, and we've we've traveled to Williamson County. We've also traveled to Portland a couple times up in Sumner County. Uh, We'll go there next weekend with one of our other teams that's still working to qualify for state. Uh, And then when these guys, and hopefully our other team, too, when they travel to state championship uh, in March, that will be in Collierville. So we get a little road time in. Yeah, we're hearing from Coach Audrey Bryant, who is uh, the coach of the Mount Pleasant Middle School Robotics Team. Uh, and I'm going to reintroduce the members one more time. Um, first of all, we've got Chet Johnson. How you doing, man? Good. He is the son of Pamela. Is it Pamela? Yeah. Darla. Pam- Pamela Darla Holcomb and Chris Johnson. And then Tolan and two. Hey, Tolan. Hey. All right. He's the son of Brittany Graham. And then Max White. How's it going, man? Not bad. And he's the son of Josh and Megan White. Uh, they have got their robot with them. Uh, and and what's it's called the what's the what's the competition this year? The called? name of the game, yeah, it's called Slapshot. Slapshot. And the goal is that the robot retrieves these orange discs about the size of a hockey puck. They're plastic though. They're not yeah, they, there we go. And uh yep. Yeah, Jet's putting one up in front of the camera here. And uh, they're, they're plastic, and they've got to shoot those. The robot has to retrieve the disc and then shoot them underneath a bar. Uh, and and I want to talk about 
and Debbie, I know you'll be interested to hear this. The uh, they showed me during the break their engineer's notebook, which is quite comprehensive. Uh, it details their planning process. It's pretty thick, and they start at the beginning and they uh, do sketches, and then they. Uh, have pros and cons that are recorded there. They have whether or not their test designs work all recorded there. And as Ms. Bryan pointed out, this is still an evolving process. These guys are still uh, you got some uh, Tolan, you've got some ideas to improve it before the state championship contest, right? Yeah. We're planning on doing a new blue and as we said before we're doing a double shooter so we're able to shoot more disc in faster time. Okay, now that a double shooter to shoot more disc in faster time. And so how does that help you competitively? So we have one holder right now, so we only can hold like a maximum of 10 discs. But with a double holder, you can hold double the amount and shoot just as the same amount of time as our single holder right now. Does the contest involve how many discs you get under the bar in a certain period of time? Mm-hmm. You have a minute to clear all dispensers and shoot as many, and then there's a contact zone to add additional points. Okay. Right. So each match is a one-minute time limit. And, again, they're on the field with a second robot who is their alliance partner. So they're working together to empty as many dispensers and get as many discs into the high-scoring uh, contact zones as they can during that one minute. Okay, it's a race. It is a race. <laughs> one minute goes by pretty fast. I think they'd tell you when you're up there with the controller. So Now, now Audrey, you, you were telling me, though, that this engineer's notebook these guys keep, uh, and it's it's impressive, folks. They've got notes and, you know, proposals and sketches and then they record how it works or didn't work and then yeah so they truly go through the engineering design process over and over and over again uh those notebooks um they probably won't show you much in the camera because robotics teams are are known for kind of keeping their notebook private but i I saw the jet gave you a glimpse of a couple pages but they've got sketches um they uh have ideas they have brainstorming uh then they have where they've run tests and gathered data so um it's a full book and I think that, uh, and that's one of the cool things about robotics is just the time management that these guys have to exercise. Right. The three of them, because they've got to build robots, test it, practice driving, brainstorm, look for improvements. They've got to document everything. They've got to work on their programming. And, and uh, you were telling me that a, that a portion of uh, the the contest uh, when they meet competitively is there. They meet with judges and they're judged on their notebook. That's right. So they go, all the teams at, a, at an event go for an initial interview with a team of judges. And often those judges are industry experts, maybe local to the community. Um, you know, we had several uh, from, from different areas in the community step up to volunteer as judges at our event. Uh, but they go for an initial interview with those judges. They ask them some questions about their design process, their teamwork process. Um, they look at their robot. And uh, based on those initial interviews, some teams are called back for second interviews and in between those times the judging team is reviewing all of the engineering notebooks uh, and all of that is scored on a rubric so there's an opportunity to win judged awards not just awards right. that, uh, that the, reflect the your work on, their, on the field their engineering skills uh not just how many discs they can get underneath right. the bar now some of the awards um that qualify you for state 
they do take into consideration your current rankings on the field. So they kind of look at, um, are you keeping a quality engineering notebook? Are you able to do a quality interview? And is your robot doing what it needs to do on the field to be competitive? Uh, so they kind of factor in all, all three things. Okay. Ms. York? Yeah, Doug, I was going to say, a lot of people might say, well, they're talking about these little silly robots in this morning on the program. Well, to enlighten those folks that think that way, it it is not silly. There's no. robots in manufacturing. There's robots in healthcare, There's robots in the other types of... It, they're developing a robots to assist older folks to walk upstairs, up up. Uh, up steps and stuff of that nature in this country and in Japan. And and it's going to be the future of what moves this country forward. Uh, there were uh, businesses in Alabama and Georgia that were paying total college tuition for those young people that wanted to get into robotics and they would earn at least a six-figure salary. Uh, but I wanted to ask the young men... Are you having? Uh, are you hardwiring your robot, or are you using computer chips? Okay, so the you're, you're, oh, okay, so all the the programming elements of the the robot are in this brain, and every year you can buy like a kit or something, and they have a brain that comes with it, and the brain is kind of like pre-made just for making a robot. So we don't like take. A computer and all these like advanced computer chips. It's like really, it's like basic, but it's also it can also be complicated. Max, if you wanna, but you have to program it right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll help them out a little here. So that that brain is um, already um, ready to work with VEX IQ programs. But what they have to do is get on the computer. They have to write their programming. They do all the coding, and then they download it to that brain. Uh, so right, that but the it brain... probably contains a computer chip. What right, all of that, that would be embedded in there. Now the country is in the mode of building plants that produce computer chips and even this basic thing that they're doing with robotics down in Mount Pleasant requires a computer chip. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Audrey, what, I, I totally what agree, Ms. Yeah, Audrey, what are the uh, ages of the team? What, uh, what grade to what grade? So uh, VEX IQ, uh, which is the the division that includes these plastic piece robots, uh, that's elementary school and middle okay. school. So that would include students typically from third grade to eighth grade at the competitions. Okay. Uh, there's also VRC, which uh, is the metal robots, and middle school and high school can compete in that. So and we, do we have a high school? school team in Mount Pleasant? We currently do not. We have had a high school team in the past. Um, we've also had a VRC team that was active at the middle school and advanced to state tournament in our first season. So wow. I've kind of I've kind of found that VEX IQ is kind of the right spot for our kids at the middle school, especially since we include fifth graders. Um, we're able to to accomplish a little more more efficiently by focusing on the one division because uh, we used to we used to do VEX IQ and VRC. VRC um, do, being um, older. Is there that's is the there me- opportunities yeah, the for other kids that are in the other schools to join your team down there, even if they don't go to Mount Pleasant? Well, our team is specific to Mount Pleasant Middle School um, and Mount Pleasant Elementary. Every now and then, when we have some some students from there participate, but 
our team is is located at the Mount Pleasant schools. Um, but you know anybody can anybody can start a team. Any school, any uh, there's there's homeschoolers that participate in robotics, and obviously private schools as well. Um, and some some people are able to participate independently. Um, you know, maybe there's Boy Scout troops or Girl Scout troops as well. So there's lots of organizations that put together teams and participate. That's awesome. Coach, haven't you been winning awards uh, previously uh, about robotics? I, I think we've had you on or talked to you uh, other times, but uh, haven't you been winning some awards down there with the kids? Well, I'll tell you what, last year we um, we did have two of our teams uh, qualify to go compete at state. Um, we did not advance to Worlds last year. We got our fingers crossed for these guys. If they keep working uh, at the rate that they are right now, I think they can probably pull it off. But yeah, we, we talked about this time last year when we had uh, some teams headed to state. Um, but I was excited to get to bring them in with me this time. Yeah, it's a creep. Yeah, thank you. Clayton, what are, you, are you the robots, man? We've, we, there he is. He woke up. Yeah, yes, sir. No, uh, my, my kids uh, actually got one for Christmas. I mean, it's not like what they have, but um, I, I agree with Mr. York. I mean, I think this is, this is really neat because this is something that, you know, is going to be a part of, you know, a big part of our future. And, uh, you know, he's talking about the computer chips. I agree. Uh, with what they're doing and uh, the United States starting to manufacture those chips. I mean, that, that's uh, that's huge. But uh, I don't really have any questions. I just think it's a, it's a great project these young people are able to work on. And uh, it's something that wasn't around when I was their age, but uh, I think it's neat that they're able to, uh, to, to work and compete and, and do stuff in this field. It's All right, Coach neat. Mike Lyle, retired teacher. How you doing, man? Yeah, this is a fantastic, uh, fantastic deal. When you go win this competition, uh, other than the pats on the back and the accolades for winning it, are there other prizes involved with these? Uh, are there scholarships or something like that involved with them yet? I would say probably um, – probably just huge bragging rights um I don't, well, that's big I'm, yeah I'm, I'm not aware of any specific scholarships there may be some out there but um that's something i would have to research and, say, yeah. and find out but I, I would also probably say then if there's not a specific scholarship or something like that that there's some there's some business people that would really be oh, interested yeah. in the engineering well, skills these well, kids are, are displaying that, and i would say it'd look pretty good on a college application it's actually, well. yeah, yeah it yeah. does i know you know we talk about um the future of robotics and automation and and of course there's automation present in every aspect of our society as you guys mentioned um, but I think more importantly for the future whether these guys get involved in something ro- robotics related or automation related the skills that they're learning to have tenacity with problem solving to work as part of a team to manage their time um, to you know to to just try and try again uh, and to engage in that design process, that's going to be a part of the future, no matter the field, whether it's robotics yeah, those, or something those, those else. Are huge, those are huge skills in whatever field you get into, is being able to work with others, problem solve, uh, you know, see a problem and then work on fixing it. And, and, and like you said, sticking with it when your first solution doesn't work. That's that's right, because did y'all's first solution work? No. no. <laughs> did your 18th solution work? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's the, another another point about that too, Delk. Is uh, these young people are envisioning? Uh, they're looking outside the box on how things might work, and then 
using the scientific process to try to see if they can develop that process. So, so that's good. You're thinking, always thinking futuristic uh, on how things ought to work and where they're trying, what they're trying to do to get it to do that. So that 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 keeps them moving. I I can't agree more, Mr. York. Uh, all right, we are going to take a break here. We're going to try to set up out here in the hallway where those of you tuning in uh, with video, whether on our website, frontporchradiotn.com, or Google up WKOM, uh, or uh, watching us on Twitter, where we got a live feed there. That's Kennedy Broadcasting on Twitter or at WKOM, WKRM. Uh, you ought to be able to see the live feed or watch it later today. But I don't know how this is going to work out, but we're going to try to set up out here in the hall and, and have a little demonstration in our last segment. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Oh, wow. Valentine's is almost here. I wonder where the best place to get a gift is. Tillis Jewelry, of course. Terry Tillis here. We're excited to help you pick out the perfect gift. Rose gold is the theme this year, and we have a great selection from necklaces to earrings. And when you buy a gift of $100 or more, we'll provide you chocolates in a beautiful gift wrap box. Well, I'm on my way. Great. This week, we are open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 5, and Saturday, 10 to 2. See you soon. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Kick off the new year with new home upgrades from Hiller. This month, when you buy something you need for your home, we'll give you something you want. For a limited time, when you purchase a new whole home generator, new tankless water heater, or select new HVAC systems, we'll give you a free 55-inch TV, free solo smokeless stove, or a free Nintendo Switch. Pick your prize when you upgrade essential systems for your home. Don't wait. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the happy face truck today. 
41 Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the Three Dudes with a View, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland, Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. And I think it's gonna be alright. Yeah, the worst is over now. The morning sun is shining like a red rubber ball. Oh, I think it's gonna be alright. Yeah, the worst is over now. The morning sun is shining. Folks, we are back on. It's Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest, dude, Debbie Matthews. Good morning, sweet friends. Glad to be here. And folks, we have got some very special guests with us today. Uh, we have got the Mount Pleasant Middle School. Uh, robotics team. They brought their robot with them. They have qualified for the state championship uh, to be held in Collierville next month. And folks, it's a big deal. And uh, the engineering work these guys have done and and uh, their engineering notebook they keep and just their robot are just some really cool stuff. Guys, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to introduce Jet Johnson. Jet, look into the camera here and wave. There we go. Jet Johnson is a uh, seventh grader at Mount Pleasant Middle School. His parents are Darla Holcomb and Chris Johnson. Uh, and, folks, what we've got them out here in the hall now on video. So you can go to our website, just, you know, Google up WKOM or uh, go to our Twitter feed, Kennedy Broadcasting Company, at WKOM, WKRM. Y'all, y'all be able to see us live or uh, watch it later today as it's convenient for you. All right. Also from Mount Pleasant Middle School, uh, sixth grader, Tolan Antu. Look at here in the camera and wave, Tolan. There you go, man. He is a sixth grader at Mount Pleasant Middle. His mama is Brittany Graham. And last but certainly not least, Max White. Max, give us a wave there, bud. There we go. He is the son of Josh and Megan White, and uh, they're all in Mount Pleasant Middle School. He's a seventh grader. All right, fellas. Now, 
we've got here the robot that y'all built, which is on the left, and then this, what do you call this thing? It's our purple dispenser, so it's a wheel dispenser. It's a, it's a dispenser that dispense these orange discs that are plastic, they're lightweight, they're about the size of a hockey puck, and the goal uh, is for the robot to retrieve the disc from the dispenser and then fire them under a bar. And the contest in part is, you know, how how many uh, discs the robot's able to retrieve and successfully uh, fire under a bar. And Coach, let's see, Coach Aubrey Bryan is with us. She's the coach of this team. Now, what what's this event called now? So this is a VEX IQ competition, and this game this year is called Slapshot. Uh, so as you mentioned, they've got to dispense these discs and then shoot them under a bar into a scoring area. So the, points. the hockey puck analogy is very apt yeah, because, they, right. yeah, they're trying to fire them under. All right, guys, let's uh, – who's, who's going to be the operator here? Tolan. Tolan. All right, Tolan, tell us what you're about to do. So I'm about to spin our intake here that – Purple and to our oh, you lost, you lost one right there. All right, now it fires them out. Cool. <laughs> All right. Here's the dispenser, and here's the, the robot. Um, and here's the little wheel that spins this wheel that makes the dispenser dispense. There you go. Now, fellas, I've got a question for you. Uh, You've gone to these competitions and you've seen other teams' robots. Uh, Tell me what you saw that you go, gosh, I wish we'd have thought of that. So a lot of the really high-scoring robots, they'll have their robot will almost be at the, the parameters for the length, height, and width, and it'll be like, look like a box almost, and it can get like every disc out of every dispenser, and it's just really amazing to see how people can make robots to do all the things that they do. Have you copied some of the ideas you've seen? We have based a good amount of our things on like other things, but also on things like YouTube. Some people will make videos showing different mechanisms, like for example, our Purple. We like looked up like ideas. This like, wheel right here. That's what you. Yeah, for all the gear ratios, we looked up multiple ideas to make it as fast as possible, and then we used one. And then the wheel is really just basically an intake with two gears with rubber bands attached to it. Where are the rubber bands? These. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, I got you. It's been very interesting to see how they've done their research, um, but then taken bits and pieces of what they've seen and truly made it their own. Right, um, right. You know, and so I would say that that's that's pretty common in the robotics community. Look and see what others are doing. How's it working for them? What adjustments could we make um, that would best suit our robot and our game strategy? Um, so, so they've done a good job of that. That's really neat, folks. Anybody got any? I mean, I'm I'm doing this conversation out here, but anybody who's got anything, uh, chime in, ask a question, make a comment. Okay. The uh, now, if I understand it correctly, this over here is the dispenser, the big wheel mm-hmm. machine is is the dispenser. 
and is it okay let's see let's how did it okay it would typically be anchored to the field so the field is uh consists of plastic tiles and a and a perimeter that's about uh, maybe three inches tall that goes around it and it and everything anchors to that field so that's the element that we're missing here uh in the studio today okay now max what is that you just took off the table there this is our yellow dispenser. Okay, so we were looking at two different dispensers. Mm -hmm, so this one is the one. Yeah. All right, now, let, me, let me make sure I understand this correctly. So I gather that these dispensers are standard to each competition in this category we're having. That's correct. Okay, and but what varies is the robots that the students build. So the dispensers are, they're all playing on the same field, so to speak, because they're using the same dispensers. And, uh, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's see how it works on this, on this tower here. Why don't you take that other one down and sort of, yeah, there we go. Um, so it's, it'll be like anchor down the field and you can push the green, push the green thing and it, has this bar so when you push it, it drops all the disc out. All right, now let's see that one more time. Mr. Kennedy, I think what um, is interesting is I think as the season started, a lot of teams automatically thought this yellow dispenser is going to be the easiest one. Uh, but I think as the season has gone on, teams have discovered it's actually the trickiest one to dispense and be able to collect the disc from instead of them hitting the floor. Um, so it kind of presented a hidden challenge for them. Okay. Now, fellas, if, if I understood you earlier, you were telling me that once they hit the floor, you didn't really have the capability of picking them up. And it looks like, I mean, looks like every one of them hit the floor. Let's see it again. Like, they all hit the floor. So how does that work? So, yeah, our purple... Like the two purple, there's two of the purple dispensers combined have more discs than one of these, which there's only one. So we thought it would be more important to be able to make something that you get. For example, there's 16 discs in both of them combined than just the nine out of here. So, so it comes back to that prioritization with their motor count that they're limited to. And what, what mechanisms can we create on this robot to interact with these things? And and I think that's an important thing every robotics team has to, to do is they have to prioritize. There's no way that you can do, I mean, there is always a possibility, but you have to kind of choose how are we going to efficiently do as much as we can with the constraints that we have in, sure. with motors and time. Um, so they, they did make some choices as far as prioritizing um, being able to collect the blue and purple dispenser discs. So y'all are telling me that as a matter of strategy, you basically just decided, the three of y'all decided to not go after the yellow dispenser, but go after the other dispensers. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you still get, they still get points for releasing the yellow and For releasing them, they get a one point for each disc. So okay. it's not a total loss. Um, they still get credit for releasing them. And discs. if there's like some discs that are just sitting, our robot can just push them with our heart. Okay. Hey, Belk, I got a question. Yeah. Question? Yeah, I was going to ask them, how good is their math, and do you use a lot of math in this uh, structure of the robot? 
Okay, um, but they're all they're all pointing at Tolan here. All right. <laughs> when we do our autonomous, which is our programming skills, you got to use a lot of math to get those precise measurements and like degrees, how many degrees you need to turn, how many rotations you need to spin the motor. So you kind of have to use a lot of math just to score. I think the answer, Mr. York, is a whole wheelbarrow of math is in Right, right. Math is important in this endeavor, you know? Right. They've done a lot of math, too, um, you know, with different scenarios when they were developing strategy what's going to give us the most points. So definitely a lot of math embedded into the situation. All right, guys. Now, this yellow uh, dispenser, have y'all seen competitors who are able to uh, harvest those the discs from that? Yeah. yeah, very few, but there are some. There's two different ways people do it. They use One that. way, so people use like this, like almost like a seesaw, and the back of the seesaw will come in right here and push it back, and then the disc will fall into their seesaw. And then another one is there's like almost like a little bucket that will pick them up and then bring them all the way up to their brew ramp and dump them. All right, Max. Then there there we go. is one more, which is it goes with your blue from the back. You have it where your blue goes around it and hits it as you drive forward and empties into your Okay. All right, guys, we're about to be out of here. We're winding up now. Uh, One last question. Are you planning on uh, trying to uh, improve it where it will harvest from the yellow for the uh, state tournament? We will think not before states, I don't think. But if we go past states to worlds, we would definitely. Right. Right. Okay, fellas, this, I can't quite, uh, we're, we're out in the hall away from our engineer, but I. I think we're winding up. We will see you next Monday. Mount Pleasant Middle School. Coach Audrey Bryant, uh, Jet, Tolan, Max. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks Thank for having us. Hey, Delk, one quick announcement. There is an anti-drug workshop by the courthouse 10 to 2 today. Uh, and they will also help train people on Narcan training. So, okay. people. I'm not sure if we're still on the air, but... Uh, Hopefully we got it out there, Mr. York. Okay. Thank you. Have a good weekend.